In May of 2021, Gary Vaynerchuk launched the NFT project vFriends. I'm Darby Bailey and I'm a hangout hawk. In our first year, we've begun meeting in what we call a flock, and we're documenting our conversations as we discuss all things Web3, NFT, business, and EQ. I invite you to listen in, be your own hawk to our hawk flocks, and we'd love to know what resonates. Let us know what part you liked best in this video or audio. Hey, John, how are you? Hey, bud, how you doing? Doing well, about to get some Java kickstart this day. Yeah. What's your poison? How you doing? Um, I just get a venti uh, soy latte. Keep it simple. Yeah. I've been rocking. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing you're at Starbucks. Yep. Yeah. They've got this new. My my wife is is you know vegetarian, yeah. vegan, all the things, and so uh, but she's got me hooked on this oat milk crap, and uh, it's it's pretty good with coffee uh yeah so starbucks has this this iced brown sugar oat milk latte thing that is just Ooh. it's addictive it's like 100 calories so uh yeah I've been, yeah I've, I've been replicating that at home because it's like six bucks a drink which is just stupid <laughs> yeah i pay i pay the high prices because i use the real estate for hours a day so to me it's just fair yeah. Hey, Darby. Hi, John. Hi, Matt. Morning, Darby. How are you? Pretty good. You're at a coffee shop, I sounds like? Yeah, well, I'm at a Starbucks in the uh, uh, Hotel of Vegas. Oh, nice. Yeah, we're uh, passing through. Headed up to D.C. today. You're going to D.C. today? Yeah, there's a oh, conference a, up there for the missus. In my head, I pictured you driving. I'm like, that's really loud. Oh, <laughs> That's the world I come from. <laughs> I've, I've done show. cross I've done cross country road trips twice. That's enough. Yeah, agree. Hi Russell. Russ, what's up, man? Morning guys, how's it going? Good. You got a busy day ahead? Probably. I gotta wait and see a couple things. <laughs> I got you. What are we at the end of the month? You guys are mortgage guys. Doesn't it always get busy at the end of the month? Real estate um, sometimes, but today we've got the brokers tour in the local area here. So sometimes I go around to just get FaceTime with people and I've got to see what's happening. It starts in about an hour. Cool. Yeah, Mine doesn't really operate on the end of the month basis. It's just when I have a whole bunch of things land at once. It's just at once. Yeah. Which is the case right now. I'm away from home, obviously. And of course, we opened four escrows like two days ago. So. All right. <laughs> what about you, John? How's your day going? You got a busy day ahead? I mean, just starting. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no idea. It's either going to be a good day or it's going to be a crazy day. Find out or it could be both. That's true. That's true. Getting crazy. That was good. Yeah. Just like us. What do you got lined up? I got, yeah, I've got university trainings today, but I've decided to uh, take the summer off from school to focus on my startup. Nice. So, yeah. I'm, I've wow. Been, so you're dropping out so you can start. A no, no, no dropping out. <laughs> <laughs> There's a well voice played. in my head that's like in the fall. We'll see. I'll reevaluate in the fall. I don't have to do any like official, like I'm, it's summer. So I just don't take a class. 
that background is that background is hiding all the ramen boxes and and you know, <laughs> for eight roommates. Yeah, in my head, I'm like, I'm not a quitter, but you know, I pitched to this grant, and I think I I think I got in, and I also pitched to Angel Labs, and that went well, and now people are asking me to pitch yeah. more, so. I'm like, okay, the universe is leading me this direction. I'm just going to go with it for the summer. I can take a pause. I can maybe have a little bit more balance in my life. Well, take a start up. I could, <laughs> I could not stay up till one in the morning or two in the morning doing homework. Um, so, yeah, and have maybe a, a workout routine and get back back in shape. So today's kind of a, yesterday was like this, yeah, I, not like this, and today is like kind of a new start. It's all, it's all yeah. good. It's exciting to have you. Yeah. I see so many people when like the universe starts to change and they just refuse to change with it. They're like, oh no, no, I gotta just keep plowing ahead. I'm like, I'm all for, you know, being like very steadfast toward your goals, but I also think it's super important too to pivot the way that you get there when the landscape changes too. Totally. I think it's so underrated. I, I literally have this double down on my desk. <laughs> <laughs> double down on what you're good at and double down on what you love. And so when I started the PhD program, I was like, okay, I'm going to double down. I'm going to get through this. I'm going to make it happen because it's really hard. But now I'm like, yeah, yeah it's, I don't love it. And I'm, I, I love startup world and other things are happening. So pivot oh. and see how it goes Well, I'm, for the summer. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. And then, I'll, then I think I'll know more answers about permanent dropout or whatever. Or just yeah, I just for the rest of my life. Always takes me back to you're gonna die fly. Like you know, if I spent the last four months, you know, working on something that I love and didn't go anywhere, I got hit by a bus. Still happy ending. <laughs> you know, like, it's true. It's true. Yeah, at I'm least a, I spent I'm four months on something awesome. Yeah. Hi, Signy. Hi, Robert. How are you? I'm finding you. Hi, everyone. Morning, guys. Who's Ben? I just saw in the Discord that um, the the V two reveal is probably not going to happen until later today. Oh dang it! Yeah. Yeah. Fully expect sliding action. Yeah. Hi Ben. What's up? Well, the reveal wasn't going to happen until after all the um, until after all the tokens were purchased. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> But in this case, it sounds like they're just going to reveal them after the the allow list and the waiting list. Yeah, I want to go. I mean, so what? For the public. Yeah. Oh. Well, there's not going to be any public. The raffle replaced the public, right, Russell? Yeah, they they replaced the public after the fiasco with the um, sports passes, where the gas fees were like three times as high as the NFT costs. So they've done it with this raffle um and basically they've said that with the 2500 people that are left on the wait list they're going to grab whatever's left in the first few seconds oh okay so, they so, so everything everything, on the everything that we don't know what we're getting is going to be revealed now everything else that's in the future is going to be like the stuff we're burning book tokens for or the um the other stuff or the redemptions for the uh, series one holders, which we have until the end of the year. So there's no reason to not reveal everything now because nothing else is a surprise from here on out. Well, and after the Barner sports thing, and it really got to be a fiasco with all the bots 
And that's why now everyone's mm -hmm. using pre-mint. Yeah. Did any of you guys get a pre-mint spot? Yeah, I got a pre-mint. Yeah. I got Wait, a pre the pre-mint pass or, or a spot on the on the uh the allow draw. list. Yeah, I didn't make the allow list, but I I, I uh bought a pre-mint pass just because Brendan Mulligan, the guy that's running it, that dude's brilliant. Premit's gonna premit's gonna do big things. It's already so walk me through that, John. What is what is premit? I thought they were just using this tool this one time. No, premit premit's its own separate thing. So if you if you think about the business yeah, model of of NFTs, right? The the open seat, like I I I'm kicking yeah. myself for uh be, speaking of pivots, right? Like Darbs and and Matt, we were talking about like going where the universe takes you and, and being open to, you know, uh, just the, the flow of life. I'm a lifelong technologist. I, you know, was a hacker as a kid, taught myself how to program, did, you know, did, did some cool stuff in the military and, and government as a tech person. Um, and then I went to Deloitte and I got hired into the technology practice, but I kept getting staffed on strategy projects, which is a totally separate part of the business. And, and kind of fell in love with strategy. And so I, I've stayed in this, this strategy domain now for a couple of roles. And I find myself, I actually had a meeting with my CEO last night and we were talking about this. He's a good friend and I miss technology. I, I, uh, I think I'm, I'm now feeling a shift back towards yeah. the tech space and hence being more active here and, and starting to embrace it more. I, I miss it. So I wish I had been paying attention because man, open, open sea. So OpenSea, when you when you create an NFT project, right? Typically, people will mint. They'll they'll control the mint process uh, either through a third party or they'll write their own contract and, and then they do the mint on their site. And then it goes to the secondary markets, which is almost entirely OpenSea. Um, OpenSea then makes money on on the mint makes money for the mentor. I guess, yeah, the mentor one time, right? And that's usually like some low, unless you're, you know, Moonbirds and it's a 2.5, you know, uh, entry point. Most mints are point zero something, right? They're they're pretty low. Um, and at scale, that, that, that can be a pretty big revenue generator. But nevertheless, it's nothing compared to what OpenSea makes because OpenSea gets uh, a percentage and it's not small, like six or 7%. On every, every transaction. transfer happens. Every single time, yeah. every the volume of, of transactions going through OpenSea, I don't remember the numbers, but it's an obscene amount of money that OpenSea just, it just yeah. prints money by existing, right? So um, that's great for OpenSea. Yeah. That's not so great for creators. And what you end up, what ends up happening is you get bots that, that basically, you know, sweep an entire mint if it's if it's not done which we've seen over and over and over again which is why guys like gary and and moonbirds and kevin rose and all those are turning to a tool like pre-mint this is where brendan mulligan the guy that created it uh just so so pre-mint interjects itself into that value stream before it hits open c and it creates a, a mechanism by which you can be a little bit more fair to your community and and try to like Brendan's doing a ton of work behind the scenes to try and get rid of 
bots and you know uh people gaming the system um all the all the crud that comes with uh the wild wild west of any new technology marketplace so real quick john what are these bots doing that's that's harmful They're, sweep, it's, they're sweeping the floor and and they're not the community so they're not it's allowing subjective yeah um, arguably like if i'm a community member and i go you know create a bot that that's designed to get me more tokens or or you know grab me more of a limited quantity of a thing that's great for me but that sort of ruins it for a lot of other people and you know so these things just like are, are they the ones that are responsible for like all those low like leaf offers across the board is that what you mean mm -hmm. that's a those are bots as well yeah. that's a different attack right and so that's yeah. that's uh trying to get people you know i mean that's not an attack right i mean in v friends a lot of that is mo, mo. <laughs> that's fair right i mean he's not he's not trying to attack you he's like yo do you need cash right now yeah yeah Got no it. totally mm -hmm. yeah yeah he's that's wholesaling fair. basically yeah, but it's it's it, again. It's subjective. It depends on the it depends on the intent of of the person deploying the bots. If the if the point is to Ben's comment, if the point is, hey, I'm just trying to you know create a market opportunity for those people who want to you know get some liquidity, that's not that terrible. If the intent is, hey, I'm going to take these suckers who don't understand the value of what they've got, and I'm going to offer them uh, way below market value uh, offer with the intent that I'm you know scamming them misleading them so it's it all depends on on the person but anyway pre premit is uh, uh i really like brendan I, I i attended his first town hall uh the other day um super solid dude I, i'm excited to see what he does it take it you know you come from more of a technological background from my point of view on premint uh the beauty of it is not only what John mentioned, but then you can also, they're getting the creators of the different projects to give some raffles and free spots. So there's a lot of uh, things you can sign up for that if you hold the pass, which I thought is kind of fun. So he's trying to build value back for us as well. And it's gone, it's gone up five times since I bought it. So I wish I would have bought a bunch more of those. I, mean, that's, that is, I think that's the thing that we all say probably multiple times. Everything. I wish I'd have gotten in on filling the blank. <laughs> it would it would be there's no amount of ETH you could have to not wish you would have spent more on some of yeah, these projects. Right. <laughs> I was thinking about this last night with the board uh, board apes that got stole, stolen. Was it yesterday morning? Where they, yeah. they hacked the IG account. Horrible. So, seeing these problems that arise and finding the, the the pain points and trying to come up with a solution like Brendan's I'm, I'm just looking at this now premium.xyz this mm -hmm. is an amazing solution but I was tr wondering if there's a way for for like I know we have hard wallets and we have you know click the button click the wallet etc but people are still getting people are still clicking on bad links um which just comes from like one bad operator right one bad person and I was wondering if there's a way to create an intermediary system where and maybe there wouldn't be like always go through this security system like if i'm ever going to go mint something or if i'm ever going to go sell something if i want to make sure that the the site's validated how can i what's another uh, word for that uh, decentral 
centralization. In the way Prim is doing it, right? Like in a way that somehow make, I don't know. I don't think it's no, going to no, be fully decentralized. Like there's going to be a combination, but some people, I don't the know. Some people, 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 it's the problem that people, if they, they operate on greed and they see something yeah. and they want to do it real fast and they're not checking, yeah. unfortunately. And that was a, that one must have been pretty tricky. You know, they put the link through Instagram. Well, you're not supposed okay. to click on a link through Instagram. You're supposed to go back to the main website or to the Discord or, you know, and they had hacked the BAYC uh, Instagram. And so it Which, seemed like it was official, but still you have to, you have to go back to the main websites and you can't do anything quickly. Which well, makes me is, feel like it's a conversation that has to keep happening then, right? It, yeah. Yeah. Always. Yeah. But you know, that's how all this. scams are. That's how all scams are. That happened to me and a friend. We were in the subway uh, going to the airport in New York. And the guy said, oh, you're going to New York. We'll take your bags. You know, they, you don't think. You just, oh, oh, okay. So, you know, luckily we got our bags back. But, <laughs> well, if you know. Well, you're a good human being, you believe other people are good human beings, right? That's the that's problem. Awkward. That's the that's the and, issue and yeah. bad human beings exist like it's yeah. unfortunate they but, you know yep. they always have they always will and yep. gary was talking about this um i've seen him talk about this a couple times but and he's not he's not the only one i, I think i think it, it, to darby's point like this is a conversation that needs to continue to happen in the in the service oh, of educating right. others right especially as new people enter this space we're we're i, I used to make this a part of, you know, I gave these like blockchain one-on-one uh -huh. talks when I was at Deloitte. Um, we used to talk about this, that we're not really, we're in between two worlds right now. We're still very much in the analog world, right? While we're trying to also move forward into this digital world. And the thing that really holds us back is that identity is not digital and identity is not owned by the individual right now. The state owns your identity. The state decides whether you exist or not. Um, from birth certificates to social security numbers to driver's licenses to passports, you don't have any way to by yourself prove that you are who you say you are. You rely on a utility company bill, a credit card statement, a, a federal document, right? Or whatever the version of that is if, if anyone here is not in the US, right? This is, this is the problem with, you go, into, you go into some developing countries and the issue of you know, people trying to solve the problem of, of helping the unbanked, right? People who can't have bank accounts. The first problem is not giving them bank accounts. It's you got to protect what they put in there. And that requires identity. How do you establish identity in a place that, that has hardly any infrastructure? So the first problem we've got to solve, and there are a ton of people working on it. We've got to make identity digital and we've got to make identity ownable by an individual. And there's a little bit of the powers that be, right? Government doesn't want to give all that up because that that's an element of control for them. Same thing with why I'm not a maximalist. I don't I don't think we'll ever like Bitcoin is never going to be the global currency, in my opinion. There will be hybrids. I, I think the U.S. dollar will have some digital version of it, some crypto version of it for sure. But you know, no one's going to give up that much control, and they're not incentivized to. And what are what are we going to do about it? Nothing. No, so, we're going to do everything about it. I, no, we're not. Yeah, because no, we're not. <laughs> the, reason I, the reason I say that, just to jump in really quickly, um, 
I'm working. Uh, you you were at Deloitte. I, I I used to work at Deloitte. I'm at Accenture. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah. I looked you up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I used to be, and I still am for this week, uh, in a reg and compliance group. I've been doing reg and, financial reg and compliance work for 10 years, and I'm now moving into an NFT metaverse group. And one of the problems that the uh, financial reg and compliance group has, and that a lot of groups have, is that blockchain, NFTs, crypto is a big thing, but they can't figure out what the heck to do with it for two reasons. Number one, there's no regulation yet. And yeah. a, a, a reg and compliance group, what they do is they call up a bank or they call up a company and they say, hey, you have this regulation. If you're not in compliance, it's going to cost you a billion dollars. How much less than a billion dollars would you like to charge to pay us to A, make it go away, and B, if we don't do a good job, you can put our name on the chopping block, right? So they're having trouble figuring that out. And the thing is, is that Web3 takes money out of the traditional banking system. If you add that to the general- And, and the consulting businesses too, yeah, right? But I'm talking about the USD in general, right? If you add that to the general economic turmoil and uh, uh, financial turmoil and political turmoil within the United States, more and more money is going to leave the traditional banking system. And that is going to, I, 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 that's going to have huge, you know, implications on countries as a general statement. And they might cry and plead and whatever it is, but I can send you ETH, Bitcoin, Doge, whatever, and you can send me back something digital or give me something physical and ain't nothing anybody can do about it. And that's just a real thing, you know? So like people are saying they won't give up control. The control isn't there. It's yeah, not. But there's a, there's a, I don't disagree, but there's a, uh, this is a tipping point conversation, right? Like I, I think, I don't know how long it takes to get to a point where there are so many people that abandon traditional finance channels that the finance community then is forced to respond. And I think it's a long time. I, the reason I, I think it's not so far off is two reasons. Number one, a lot of people coming into this space, not from the United States, right? So they don't use USD. And number two, so many businesses moving into the space and making the ability to use crypto ubiquitous. like say whatever you want whether you think it's good or bad or otherwise i haven't really decided on whether or not apecoin uh it's a good thing that the other side is going to be exclusively done by apecoin but that's a big f you to the united states and every other country just like oh you want to play in my sandbox yeah yeah not interested in hanging out with any government agencies just not going to do it you're going to use my coin and that's just what it's going to be the whole time you're hanging out there, you're going to be using their coin. The more they build, the more of your life you can hang out there, the less you're using USD. There's going to come a time where I buy soda with USD, and that's about it. Now, I don't think it's but, happening today or tomorrow, but, like, but I think that 10 years, I think, yeah, for sure. For sure. I think, I think that it, presumes, though, that um, the US dollar, the US government, the treasury doesn't evolve. And I think that's going to happen before. I think the U.S. Treasury is going to adopt some form of, you know, U.S. dollar, some digital form of U.S. dollar 
and inject itself into those and, and followed by regulation that sort of requires businesses because that's who they can control. And so then we've got this, which which is just how it's going to be. I, I think we're, we're going to have, it, it's going to be hybrid solutions for a long time. And you're going to have sort of one foot in, one foot out. And, and we're going to have, and then new systems and new tools are going to prop up to sort of help consumers navigate this this fractured kind of finance uh, domain. So I, I think it gets worse. It sounds it like better. a centralized kind of half measure towards a digital currency on behalf of the U.S. Treasury, right? It's kind of the, well, the vision you, you see. I mean, I think that, I think the, I, I mean, I think the United States as, a, as an entity will not last another 15 years. That's my own personal belief. Um, the I'm not the only person. I'm not the only person who feels like this, and not to get all on a soapbox and change it, but I do mention it because I think that they're interconnected. And I came to a lot of my socialist views by originally studying ETH and macroeconomics and things like that. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't see it really being a long-term thing. Every single other civilization that had wealth inequality, even close to what we have in this country every single one all ended in revolution without fail um so I think you're underestimating the u.s because i think that it's hard to tell and time will tell of course but already you have to remember and that's my dog coughing sounds like he smokes six packs a day <laughs> all good even if he does whatever but um but you know the having my background being a financial advisor once I saw all the banks are already involved in crypto, I mean, a large holder of MetaMask is JP Morgan. So, you know, they they already see the writing on the wall. And I think, again, it will be like what Gary says. It's not going to be either or, it will be and. And all the government has to do with the treasury coin is make it insurable and trackable because now everyone getting ripped off, you know, building ETH and losing money if you had a part of it that you could have more insured by the government i'm guessing that will come into play but well, the, reason I originally, the reason i originally the way i originally got here is um is by thinking about um how throughout all of human history the way in which we did business is you know uh customer you know advertising to customers building relationships with customers and any effort that I needed to do that cost me money. Today and for the last 25 years, we've had these platforms where the product, so to speak, is free, meaning search, email, maps, etc. And they give that to us for free in exchange for all of our information, which they hoard, aka centralized, and they don't protect, AKA there's continual data leaks. And how, and I think as we move forward, people are going to, because they already have been, valuing their data more, realizing that they can actually sell it to companies themselves and being unwilling to give up that data for little trinkets. Now, as that happens more and more, I think things like Google and AI Will, will will die because AI is dependent on two things. Number one, the ability to move data very quickly throughout the world. And as data begins bigger and bigger, it's harder to do that. And secondly, um, the ability for us to, con the, the, our willingness to continually give data. 
If we're not willing to continually give data, they're not going to be willing to give us products for free. Now, that's okay because Google has already found that people are willing to pay a nominal fee, a subscription for YouTube and say, I'll pay you for these things and no longer take my data or give me commercials or anything like that. And so really, I think we're going to end up paying for these kinds of services and not use them as a way to exchange my data for free things, at which point, you know, my data will no longer be centralized by Google. And once it's not centralized by Google, I really don't want it centralized by Wells Fargo or Bank of America. And once that happens, you can say goodbye to the USD. Because the only thing that they do is offer me like a little bit of security. Like they'll insure $100,000, but not even really. Because I dare you right now to go to your bank um, and try to take out $40,000 if you have a checking account with $40,000. Banks don't keep that money there now anymore. You have to call them up and schedule like a week in advance. Um, that's not convenient for me, right? I do baseball card deals with people. And, you know, sometimes I'll send them money and they'll have to send me the thing, but they don't want to pay a PayPal fee because that's 3%. So if it's a $2,000 deal, whatever. If it's a $100,000 deal, 3% is three grand. It's cheaper for me to get on a plane, go there and then get back. It's, it's, so I'll do that, but then I need cash. I need $100,000 cash. Well, four years ago, it was easy. As long as you had in the bank, go to the bank and show them what it is and they give you the cash. Now you have to plan a week in advance. I'm sorry, that's not convenient for me any longer. That's... I'd rather do something outside of a financial system that has all of these uh, things and continually um, uh, leaks my data and in general discriminates against me and other people and charges me like fees for sending wires because if they don't do that, they can't afford to pay for air conditioning in their branches. None of which I am interested in paying for. <laughs> yeah, so well said. yeah, I, I... I don't think there's anything that you said that's that's not true. I I don't know that I I co-sign uh, the idea that that I I think there's a vast majority of people who don't care. They're just you know they just don't care. Data, privacy, security. They don't give a shit. It's you know they're happy to take things for free. Um, they don't see the threat. It's irrelevant to them. Uh, and even if they understood the threat, I think they would still happily volunteer their data to get things for a lower price because that's what they value most. They just don't want to spend the money. Right, but and eventually the people with money, right? Like if you don't have a lot of money and you're not in Web3, you're not gonna, like it doesn't matter. Like, I agree with that. are people with money who go into Web3 who take themselves out of this, give, you, give data away in exchange for free products. All of a sudden it's less and less profitable and again, like we talk about blockchain spending a lot of energy, but the amount of energy that goes into um, like a, a, uh, a self-driving car to be able to take in the information around you, send it to space to get it to Google, have it process things and send it back in time for that car to slow down or turn. Eventually, that's not going to be possible when people continually don't give information, right? So the amount of information is going down. Already, Google is no longer the first place that people go to for products. It's Amazon already. So search is getting less. People are going to be giving all, more, less and less of their information. So for the people who don't care, it's like, I know you don't care, but together, you're not profitable enough to make Google do this now and other places. Now, 
two things. Number one, three. Number one, I talk too much and I interrupt people. Sorry about that. Number two, I am I am somewhat of an extremist, so I go like, you know, one to the other. That's true. Um, and number three, this is probably 10, 12 years away. But like, if you put all of these things together, like as a general statement, what does the United States really offer you? 40% of your money going to pay for weapons that you didn't want them to buy? I mean, like seriously, I, I don't, well, I don't think the value proposition is like really great anymore. I'd much rather, and when you want to leave the United States, I'm Jewish, right? My family was all here, but I know stories of other people who are in Europe. It's way better to put all your money into ETH and just make, or Bitcoin or whatever, and just make sure you have your private, you know, you know, key and then go wherever, then getting money out of a bet. Like it's freedom, you know, like all the people in Ukraine who are trying to leave, it's way better if they could just have everything digitally and just go wherever the heck they want. It's way better. Sure. I, I'll tell Sorry you. Interrupting. No, it's all good. The, uh, it's a lively discussion. That's I think the point of why we have these calls. But um, I won't argue that the defense budget is not is not uh, worthy of some trimming, uh, you know, having come from that world. But um, what what that tax dollar pays for is global security and securing trade um, and allowing people to leave the U.S. and travel safely for the most part to pretty much anywhere you want in the world. And that somebody's got to somebody's got to, you know, do that and and. For better or for worse, that's been us. So, it it's not it's not all about paying for weapons that that you don't see the value of, right? Like, global defense is is a real problem. And like we talked about at the beginning of the call, evil exists. There are bad people in the world. They want to do bad things. They don't give a shit about you. You're just a target to them. And you know, the, if you've got something they want, they'll take it. There's there's got to be a counter to that. And and you know. That's what global militaries do is is preserve that. So, you know, anyway, I I think I think making predictions about 10 to 12 years out is a lot of fun philosophically, right? As technologists and as futurists, it's it's fun to imagine where we're gonna go. But I, you know, I do think you're right about, you know, the the like YouTube premium, right? You know being able to pay to not have your data tracked or, or really to not be served ads is, is how they, that's the value proposition, right? Is I don't want to be inconvenienced by watching these stupid ads, but with that comes, you know, some data tracking like you talked on. Um, what ends up happening, I think if you play that out is then you've, you've now, you've now weaponized class warfare in the digital space and the people who can afford to pay for not being tracked uh, are going to do so, and the people who can't are just going to eat it because they don't have a choice. But I think that doesn't stay that way for a long time. Like once that really comes to pass, all the businesses that want the money of the people who are paying to not be advertised to, they're just going to find a new way to get that that user group's data because that's who they really want to target. The other group doesn't have any money, so they're not. No, they're going to actually have to be engaging. Right, that's the thing. That's like, true. Yeah, if you're that, gonna want that, my money. You're gonna actually have to provide me something that I really value, um, because like, yeah, I, like I hear what you're saying, but I'm going even further because once it's no longer financially viable, then I. But can't I'm saying they don't stuff. stop there, right? It, once it's not financially viable, they come up with new methods. Yeah. That's right. But the new, but like the. 
this idea of trading data for free services has only existed for like 25 years, right? But people have been uh, engaging in commerce with each other uh, forever. So like, I, I just don't, you know, I, I don't see it as being a long-term solution. And as a general statement, um, I think decentralization of everything is better than consolidated centralization of money, data, power, um, as a general statement, right? So I don't think- I'm gonna quickly jump in just because Matt, Gal, and Ant all came into the middle of this conversation and like, what are we talking about today? <laughs> so we Some started- very with, light Tuesday conversation. Yeah. We what started the with, fuck did I just walk into? <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, so, talking about centralization, decentralization, yeah, I just love it. the nature of how uh, of safety, really, just with what happened with Board Ape yesterday, and people again losing, getting hacked. And I posted there. I just saw a new V Friends account on Twitter that tagged me. So go report it, please. Um, they've got links with bad, bad links trying to steal from people. So the conversation went from there to John and Ben, who both work in, both have worked in government and and. Um, being analysts and technologists and their conversation with decades of experience is pretty interesting, but definitely not lighthearted. <laughs> making some yeah. making some predictions about the, like, future yeah. And the, yeah. the country and decentralization. No big I deal. do think it, it does seem like though, because I've been around since wait, like I coded in the 80s, right? In high school, web one, web two, web three. It seems like a, a reinvention of what we've already done at an accelerated rate, but add global to it. So that's been the interesting thing for me to watch. Like I saw the stat yesterday that more people own crypto outside the U.S. than inside the U.S. I've been watching the XRP case with Ripple and the SEC. So there's like what John said. There's a lot. There's a lot of moving parts. I've also worked for the the I worked for the state of Utah um, with the Department of uh, with the governor's office and their economic team. Like governments shift and all the individuals shift and. I find it fascinating, but I, I, I think it's like a decentralization and centralization for a long time. It's going to be clumsy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because people are fighting to, to keep control of the power and influence that they have. Right. I mean, Always. like that's that, that that's like the biggest fight that you're seeing. It's no it's it's absolutely no shock that that somebody Elon Musk in this case is trying to buy Twitter. As, every, as everybody is trying to take more control over themselves, it, it, it is no surprise that somebody's saying, where could I buy a lot of control, influence, power, and 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 data? That is zero shock to me. There, there is, there's, there's no proof of concept that decentralization works on any kind of scale though, is there? What do you mean by there's, when you say it works, it works or doesn't work on any kind of scale, like work from what perspective, right? Like full libertarianism, right? Isn't it full, like uh, libertarianism, decentralization, every man for himself and everyone has honor. Like, doesn't work. That full decentralization. I, I, be, yeah. I think that is, I think that is kind of, I, I, I don't know, there's a little bit of pie in the sky kind of idealism, techno, technotopian kind of, you know, there's a reason that humans have, have, organized into fairly centralized systems you know over time and that's not to say that there's not some benefits from certain aspects being decentralized right i think there's different layers of that decentralization but 
I have seen, you know, over the last year being in this Web3 space, I think a lot of like, uh, I, I don't know, uh, uh, unattainable ideas, potentially. I mean, something that's interesting Maybe. to me that I think is being like overlooked a little bit in this conversation is when we talk about centralization versus decentralization, we're talking about protection, protection from loss. And what happens is people in our community, they're getting tricked, they're getting conned, and they're losing money. No one is forcefully taking their stuff for the most part. They're being tricked into giving it away, which is something that's existed forever. Banks weren't put into place to prevent people from getting tricked out of their money. They were put in place so that no one could come in with a gun and take off, right? Different thing altogether. So what happens, I think, a lot in our conversations lately is that anytime a hack happens, we automatically jump to the hole we have to put in, or we should go trace down these these protective mechanisms, you know, i.e. centralization tactics to protect these people. When the fact of the matter is, people are getting conned out of this stuff because it's easier to connect with other people. This is a very confusing landscape. Most people don't understand the technology that's being used right now. So, you know, years ago, we would all teach our kids like, hey, this is how you look for common risk. Say, hey, if, some, if it's too good to be true, it probably is. Or take a deep breath before you make a deal or ask critical questions. So really, instead of making the jump to centralization, I think the conversation really needs to come around. Not only how can we educate people, because education is a living thing that has to keep happening, but what is a mechanism that we can instill with people so that they can constantly be street smart about their decentralized money and embed that in the culture? What's the there simplest, easiest way to implement that that tool into the community. Very quickly, totally agree. Um, I do think education is is one of the things, and I think just you know, as we get forward, a lot of that will happen. One of the things that I think about is not just NFTs, like the way that we have NFTs, right? Where there's some kind of image, and maybe there's utility, and maybe there's not. But like, for example, your passport, right? When you provide a passport to a TSA agent, there's a lot of information on there that they don't need to know, they don't care about, is not useful, etc. There's only two pieces of information that a TSA agent needs to know. Number one, do, does the person holding the does the person whose name is on the ticket have the proper credentials to get on the plane? Number two, are you that person? So. For example, I think Cardano is is uh, putting together a, a use case about this. Um, you can create, or somebody could create, uh, a digital asset that is uh, transmitted via the blockchain, but it's actually saved on your own device, uh, cryptographically signed by the State Department, that you could share with a TSA agent, which just says it doesn't give your name, birth date, address, height, weight, eye color, all that stuff. It says the holder of this wallet has sufficient credentials as of this date to get onto the plane. Then all you have to do is prove that you own that wallet. That's a real benefit and is well within the spectrum towards the decentralization side, me keeping all of my data 
and just show, you know, and also makes it much easier. Right. I can't lose it necessarily. Um, I don't need to share it for more time than I needed to share it. You know, I mean, like when you go to on GNC.com, you're giving them tons of information. Why? All you want is a little bit of whey protein. You don't need to give out, <laughs> like, you need to give out so much information for it. Whey protein is legit, bro. But uh, you know, like, that's not needed, that it's not necessary. So I really think that it's gonna eventually come from people when they're just like, yeah, wait a second. Why am I giving you my address to purchase, like, to purchase gum? Yeah, that's so. Yeah, that's 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 a, that's a great. I mean, that's a great point. And 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 so I think I think from a standpoint, you know, from that kind of standpoint, yeah, decentralization is could be a huge win, right? Like for for a solution to for a solution to protect an individual's uh, privacy, right? Like decentralization is great. Decentralization to get. To, to organize a, a country, to organize a, a, a business, to organize a, a group of people, uh, even even decentralization and, and using an NFT as a governance token or a crypto currency as a governance token and as something that spends money uh, is is it for me right now is a giant pie in the sky, right? We should because probably we should probably separate a couple things because well, there's I think a we're spectrum, right? Yeah. Yeah. No, but there's a spectrum. So, Hold on. Yeah, I'm sorry to take it there because I kind of just jumped in out of the blue and. and no, it's and okay. It, it's good. The I think we need to be clear about like protecting privacy has nothing to do with decentralization, right? However, however a company wants to do that or not do that, whether they use a digital ledger technology like blockchain, or they just don't collect the data, or it's collected temporarily for some reason and then it's whatever, right? Like those are just mechanics. Um, decentralization, you know, each one of us then becomes our own individual state. And with that, in a true, no, that's what decentralization is. That's what, that's what we're talking about. If, if, if we're in the vein of governments and we're talking about centralized government versus decentralized governance, then each one of us are our own nation state. But with that, now you bear the burden of defending your own nation state and representing that nation state to all the other nation states. Like, it is. Before, I, defense, I think, before defense, right? Like, well, I, I mean that very broadly, right? Like, not not just from a physical, you know, altercation standpoint. No, no, no. I, I, my I, point, I, my point is that this group of people here, right? We all own at least one NFT, correct? Everybody here owns yeah. some. Everyone here has a wallet. You have you have opted into the crypto universe, meaning you possess some at least some minimum knowledge of how to set up a wallet, interact with a blockchain, sign transactions. These are complicated things. I love my mom. My mom couldn't program a VCR when I was a kid. There is no scenario in which my mom will ever own an NFT because she just doesn't care and she doesn't want to go through she doesn't want to have to learn any of this stuff and and if i put her if i went and bought her a thing on crypto and i gave it to her she wouldn't know what to do with it and it just doesn't mean anything to her so i think i think there's a privilege that a lot of the more technical amongst us sort of take for granted that we just assume that like decentralization and and tokens and all this stuff that it's going to be the future for everybody 
I, I grew up on a cornfield in Illinois. I have family members who, you know, live simple lives. They don't know anything about this stuff and they don't want to. They don't want to. And I think there's more of those people than there are of us. And I don't really think that's going to change. So a, a real decentralization ecosystem, they don't want it. They like centralization. Mm -hmm. They don't like all of it. And they, they definitely don't feel treated let's, fairly. Let's, let's, let's just say they loved it. And they were, and they, and, and and three or four generations from now are just uber tech savvy because because Elon Musk put fucking chips in everyone's brain, right? Like, let's say that's a real thing. Decentralization doesn't work because people can't get along, right? And like, like, like people in order to do a thing, people need to unite to do to like create a thing. Look at look at NATO, right? NATO is formed. For, for thing for things I guess like kind of what Russia's doing where you know everyone can, can kind of get together and put these sanctions across the world on this one entity that is trying to to you know muscle their way around and do things right like like financial sanctions there, there's always going to be a place where people have to unite and they have to be able to agree to accomplish a singular thing so in that case, there's going to be a leader of that, of that. <laughs> there's going to be people that have very specific tasks within that thing that they're not going to, that they're not going to come out of, but that's not who they are. Like, like, yeah. like, so, so for me, like we're in a state of maybe progressive decentralization now where we're, where we're, we're coming from an uber centralized place, trying to, uh, trying to kind of like feel our way around where where we can get how we can get to some kind of a decentralized place where we feel more comfortable we feel more protected we feel uh less vulnerable to Strength the man right right like we're, we're trying to get there but but i think i think we need to be realistic about what decentralization really is and really looks like because uh because 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 each one of us representing our our own state, our own sovereigns, our own everything like like that. I, I don't I don't know that that's real. You know, like I, like I, I don't see it. I don't. I, and and I, I'm try, look, I'm trying. Like I, like I'm I'm a committee uh, community lead for Galactic Geckos on Solana. We got rugged by the project uh, by the project devs. Uh, we rebuilt it. We got the Dow going. I mean. It, I got into a giant fight with a guy because because uh, we were trying to vote on like 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 some leads like some like people that led and the fight was about whether whether the governance whether your governance token or your NFT should be your governance token and your vote should be however many tokens you have should be your vote right so now we get into the place of you're buying an election you got a whale that's got a thousand nfts right and he's gonna vote a thousand times and then there's the people on the flip side of that because for every action there's an equal and opposite reaction for every whale there's the guy that has one nft that doesn't give a shit about the project right so so then they don't even vote and the whale comes in with a thousand votes and it's just like paying uh these politicians uh campaigns like it's the same thing right like like we're going to keep doing the same thing, and so right now, what we have to focus on is how can we get this going, right? How, how can we, how can we tip the scales in our favor a little bit more, uh, feel a little more empowered, empower ourselves a little more, uh, and still get things done, and 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 continue to move forward. I mean, I, I think I think that's really the whole 
You know, I think the thing is, I think that everybody's kind of right. The thing you have to understand, the thing I, I think about is, I don't want to say you have to understand, you can understand whatever the heck you want, <laughs> is that to me, this, you know, this, these concepts are spectrums, right? You can't, to be completely decentralized, right? Even if you take the idea of the, um, the passport, right? I'm not sharing really any information with the TSA agent except for the fact that I have credentials. But there is some amount of decentralization because that's cryptographically signed by a government agency, the United States or another one. For, for people to come together and form groups, communities towards certain things, there has to be some amount of centralization of something. Right. Uh, the question is whether or not I have to share my information uh, with other people who then own it and gatekeep it. For example, I have a bachelor's degree in mathematics, but yet if I want to prove that to you, I have to call up Muhlenberg College and pay them $25 to give me a copy of it with a seal. Why? I own it. It's, it's about me. Why right. shouldn't don't. I be able to own that no, piece you don't. of information? No, you don't. The university <laughs> owns that, right? Right. That's the, that's the fundamental issue. Right now they do. That's it. Yes. There it is. Yes. Right. So there still will be some centralization to some meaning. Well, they might not even keep the data, right? Because once they actually, you know, if I go, if I go in the future, somebody will get a degree, they'll mint that NFT. They won't need to keep the data about it because all that data will get saved true. on a blockchain, yeah. whatever. But to some degree, there is centralization during that period of time, because if yeah. they want me to go to a school, assuming that colleges still exist and I or somebody else goes to one, right? You have to go there over a period of time. They have to know who you are. They have to accrue the various things to make sure you accrue those credits. They have to keep some amount of information centralized for a period of time to be able to work with you, right? Have you taken enough math classes to be able to get that degree? I don't know. I have to have a database with the requirements and who you are. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to give your birth date, your social security number, your uh, eye color, your all oh. these things. There's, there's I think this is levels a, to what you have to give out. And, you know, the less you give out, the more you control and the less anybody else does. I think this is a good example, right? Let's let's tug on the university. And I, I'm going to, we're going to time travel a little bit and go back maybe 20, 30 years. Because I think the value proposition for universities is not the same as what it was before. I think that's kind of waning. And, and you know, I have two, both my in-laws are, are college professors. So I feel slightly uh, qualified to, to make that comment. Despite having never actually attended college myself, I, my degree was online, which is a total. Also, Darby, Darby, yeah, but let's not talk about that. Yeah, so yeah, might Darby's be a got out enough degrees for out. all of us. But, but if we go back, like the reason that universities were formed, right? The 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 value proposition for that centralization was not just to get a group of people together; it was to pool resources and create, you know some some infrastructure that allowed other people to take advantage of that for a fraction of the cost like i don't want to build my own school because that's prohibitively expensive and then i don't really get i don't get the most out of that right but if a group of people come together and pool resources and build something that others can take advantage of now you can spread that cost around but as as things grow and you create more infrastructure now you have to have controls now you have to have you know, mechanisms that, that in, ensure fairness as much as we can, although those are always subject to, you know, uh, uh, corruption, etc. But like, that's where this stuff comes from. I, I don't think, so at that point, if if that 
centralized collection of resources says, in order to protect these resources and make sure that we're, we're divvying them up fairly according to us, we need to collect the following information. Like, I don't think centralization is bad because people collect information. I think it's just a byproduct of, you know, having a resource that too many people want access to and, and there's just not enough to go around. You got to create, you, know, you got to put systems in place. That's just, that's just the well, nature. Also, centralization is more expensive, right? I mean, then I what? Who, what? Then what? Um, then not having it, for example. But I can't, I don't have, again, I'm, I'm time traveling a little bit, but like, I don't have knowledge. I don't have access to all of this knowledge by myself. So yeah, I, I pay, I could, I mean I could this, if like, I had unlimited wealth, mm -hmm. I could create that repository of knowledge, or I could pay a fraction of that and attend a university that has pulled all that together for me. No, but what, what, what I mean by centralization, I interrupt for a second. I, I came in midway. Um, who, like, what, what, what are the two arguments? Like, the, what, what, what's this discussion on? We're talking about centralization hey, in general. It sounds like <laughs> crazy. Like, what, <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, I'm like, so kind of trying to figure it out myself. This is not pros and cons. What, I'm not necessarily sure if everybody else is, but my basic thesis is over the next 15 years, um, we will move away from centralized um, structures whereby we're given products for free in exchange for all of our data. And also the United States uh, as a governmental agency and as a currency a bear, uh, will likely uh, implode for various reasons, both political and economic um and you know just very quickly to answer to answer john um when i talk about like decentralization you know in in, in that you know realm yeah the data you know the information of, of what constitutes a degree yes they they've centralized that that information but like for so many years most of human history, we were able to transact with each other without having gatekeepers over our information, right? So you might keep information, meaning if I'm your customer, right? You might keep my name, maybe my birthday, if you wanna send me a card or something and some way to communicate with me. But A, uh, you didn't give it to me in exchange for something, meaning if I didn't give it to you, I couldn't get something, right? You gave it to me because there was some benefit to me. And number two, you're not really gatekeeping it because um, I'm the originator of that information and not you. Um, as you know, time went on, we, we kind of centralized things more. And when we do that, uh, you know, we in general lose control over those things, uh, whether it's information or money or um, identity. So yeah, and, and, and I also think, you know, we're all going to be pushed towards that way, right? Because businesses are going to be much more interested in not having to deal with regulation A, right? I mean, one of the things I worked in in, data, in financial regulation is data privacy. If I save everything on a public blockchain, um, at least, you know, then or then I don't have to worry about it, right? I don't I don't keep it at all. So you know, that's the thing that I think is like, you know, something to think about in that you're saying how, you know, certain people are never going to want it, never going to use it. 
it's gonna that in and of itself is gonna gatekeep things to them, right? Like I would much rather have to learn some things and then have power than like have to continually audit. Ah, I, I remember what I was gonna say before about how it's cheaper. I'm sorry, I'm just on a rant. I own a house. I own a house, great. I spent way too much money on it, maybe, whatever it is. I had to buy title insurance when I bought that house. The worst fucking thing you could ever buy. Title insurance is money that you pay because of lack of information. Because I don't know who really has title on this house and I just believe that I do, I'm gonna pay for this insurance. And then if anybody comes and makes a claim, these people will pay for it for me. But if that information was documented on a public ledger, and searchable, bye-bye title insurance. I know who has claims. So when people gatekeep information, it becomes much more expensive to get that information out. Um, you know, that's actually kind of like centralization, decentralization thing, because in that case, really the title is centralized, but it's centralized somewhat regionally, right? I live in Clifton, New Jersey. So the title is registered at, in, you know, like the town of Clifton, which is not, a fully centralized place, right? Um, but so I'm gonna smart. I'm gonna jump in real quick. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking too much. And ending to that with the with the the, the the what the title insurance does. Matt has his hand raised, and then I actually have a an eleven o'clock. So I don't know um, if anybody else wants to keep going. But Matt, can I? Oh, yes. Matt. Yeah. So the title insurance or the title insurance thing. Yes, I completely agree that it's it's a total fraud, but. Being someone that's in the industry, blockchain is not a 100% solution to a chain of title because title insurance is not there because somebody down at the county lost your deed. It's there because there is a certain element in our laws about the rights to property that are debatable. And it also comes down to how well people input information into these systems. So it's almost like an insurance against errors more than this omission. So there's not a 100% solution. 99% sure. The other part is I'd like you know for us to take a step back and all agree that centralization has been a journey and we have gone kind of like a pendulum and we have swung both ways over time. And as time moves on, and as we as a society evolve, we're always kind of breaking down and rebuilding ourselves in these different ways, right? Look at, the, look at the history of the internet, started decentralized. And then when people started to create systems that were really helpful for us and convenience started to rise, centralization. Now we're in web three, we're moving back toward decentralization. It's kind of this war that's always, this tug of war that's always happening these two areas one like for us to all agree on that and two that that is a, a perspective that exists in every single category of our lives right it's very easy for us to like think of this as all everything is either centralized or decentralized it's not money information access to our social media accounts but like me driving my car is not centralized or decentralized or my kid going to school like all these different tiny little aspects of it. And every one of those little things goes through its own journey of centralization versus decentralization. Decentralization. So as we move into these conversations, what I would like to propose is that we try to keep those things in mind and separated 
as well as where people are in the world, right? John had mentioned Illinois. I'll tell you right now, Illinois is not 2,500 miles away from me. It's 50 years in the past from where I'm at in Southern California. What's normal to me here is not normal to our folks back in the Midwest. And it's just always going to be that throughout time because people exist on these different planes as well, these different, these different uh, altitude levels, if you will. There's, there's a stratification between people's lives. It's always there. So it's, it's a much more complicated picture than just all of that. I just wanted to put that piece. I, I, I agree with you, man. Look, and, and I think we go on about this topic for a really long time, right? Like, like maybe a, a forever, <laughs> right? Uh, and, and, and we really just need to focus on the solutions that we can help to create now to, to empower each one of us. And hopefully that empowers other people as individuals. And, and then, and then it just builds from there. It's like, uh, it's like, it's like life where like a flower, like, you know, it blossoms, right? It's going to blossom. You can't force a flower to grow or you can't force a tree or a plant to grow. It's just got to grow on its own. And I think that's where this is. Like, like this doesn't, this doesn't feel to me like, like something that someone's just going to come up with the thing that everyone is now decentralized. Like it's going to happen. It's going to happen over a long period of time after a lot of conversations like this and, and, and a ton of action by people who are passionate about their freedom and understand what it is to really be free. Right. And that's, and that's it. Like that's, that's really it. Like, like, so anyway, I, I would love, I would love to like go to the next topic if that's cool with some of you guys, because uh, <laughs> all right, sweet. <laughs> I, so, so personally, like, like I wanted to talk about, um, I wanted to talk about the fact that uh, on the last call, we tried to put somebody in there to talk with Gary and I guess it got shot down. Like that gets shot down. It never happened. Like, like what the, and, and then, and then somebody who gave their, their call away to somebody else, like that person got in ahead of the person that we as a group elected to have asked the question. Like, I think that's, I think it's a fucking huge problem, honestly. Yeah, I can speak to that. I was the, I was the one that at the center of that whole thing. So, what had happened was on our last, on our last talk talk, uh, going into like you know our conversation, moving into uh, the Hawk Day with Gary. He had just posted that he's looking for all creators, right? Calling in all creators, and that was one of the key things that was really important to me was coming to this group i wanted to obviously spend time and build a community with you guys but also the ability to create things with you right and so when he put out that blast for content creators for ip that was like aha that's what i've been looking for so i asked the group um it was in discord too i was like hey guys this is you know this is my pitch to talk to gary on the next meeting I want to get voice to voice with him very quickly about, you know, my wife, she's a content creator. And there's a lot to like, probably read the write up on it, but I wanted to just very quickly get voice to voice with him to plug her. We did the application and everything also, but we, we all know that putting in job applications means nothing. You got to shake the hand of the guy that's giving out the jobs to get the job, right? So something I wanted to do for her. The community upvoted, like all of us, like in the Discord, everybody upvoted it. It was cool, like, yeah, Matt, you got to go ahead and ask your question. 
Then when the day came, I grabbed some extra information, some links, some pictures and stuff like that, some supporting documents. And I talked to David on Discord and I was like, hey, you can see my question got uploaded. This is the backup stuff that I have to go into it. I'm prepared. I can get this off in 60 seconds, no problem. And he was like, yeah, so I want to talk to you about that. This is not exactly an upvoted type question. This is something I think you should ask. And I was like, yes, I agree. This is something that I should ask. Because I'm trying to do. This. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to fucking ask you. Right? So he's like, yeah. And he's like, uh, so the thing is, I'm going to go ahead and in order to give everybody else a fair chance to speak, I'm going to wait until you're next at that to let you pitch that. And I was like, before our text conversation was over that day leading up into the, the Gary moment, uh, I was like, hey, yeah, but at the end of this thing, just 60 seconds before we close out, can you just real quick, I'll be fast about it. I didn't get an answer on that. And then we got into the Hawk Talk, and then he started to select people and go down the list. So I didn't get called, which is fine, because like I was like, you know, it is what it is. He and I talked about it. He said it was a hand raiser question. It wasn't a, it wasn't technically an upvote question because he he's the one who recites all the upvote questions. It was like that's fair, but what bothered me at the time was I saw three or four people in a row say, "Yeah, I got gifted to be here," or you know, somebody invited. Me. And when you look at that, you're like, I'm all about sharing, caring, being patient, and waiting your turn. But if every person that comes in is a guest then that means that guest list is now infinite and that means matt doesn't come back around to ever ask this question again and it was upvoted by the community so when you look at this this is something that the community has agreed to, about that's important and it's being replaced by people that no one even knew was showing yeah. up in the first yeah. place so that, that's what launched yeah. this whole conversation I had a big problem with the guest. I'm not asked a question, but I've not been, I've not had one that was super important. Like, so yours is more pressing and I would much rather you use my time because who knows next year, I might have something pressing and like, that's what we're about, but like we know each other. And then these people that we don't even know jump in and I'm like, what? Like I've been respectful because I didn't have, I mean, if we're, if I just was going to use my time, hell, I would just sit there, hi Gary, and I would just fanboy him, I guess. I mean, if, if I knew guests were just going to just jump in and ask stupid questions. But, but more, more than, even, and even more than all that, right? Like, like, so is, is this experience about Gary getting fresh content with whoever uh you know kind of like whoever pops up or is this guy is this about gary and us building something you know building something together because when i bought this token for me it was always about intellectual property right like mm -hmm. it was like like and, and and i bought a facetime 5 token because i'm thinking we're going to be in here as a group uh we have a, a ton of FaceTime with gary you know in in comparison to you know what what most people have and probably in comparison to what he does like i think it's i think it ends up being like six calls a, a year right which or five calls a year which is almost every other month that that's a lot right like that's a lot of FaceTime, and then and then that leads into something but there's a build there like there's a build by our group and there's a build by us as individuals when you know, it's all the same people. Now, someone sells a token, fine, you kind of get back in the mix, but someone rents a token and then the community says, 
Well, the community members are, to me, should be first, right? Because we're the ones that have been building to this point. And, and the community has voted that, that these people have questions and need to talk to Gary, right? Anybody past that, that the community, you know, that's not like, like doesn't have something pressing, fine, rent it to fucking your, whatever. Like, I don't care what you do. Like, I don't think we all care, right? Like, but if there's something that's pressing that we want to be, have brought up and like, we've upvoted, whether it be a question where you raise your, whether it be a, a question or whatever it is, that's our, this is our fucking, our time, right? Like, our time. Good, like yeah, a little microcosm of I that, that decentralization conversation. It's a huge microcosm. Right? Of, it's huge. It's huge because, because is it is it one us... vote per token? Is it one vote per person? Is is a to you know in this case does a token represent a person even if you have more than one? And, right, and, and per wallet. Like, does it does a token even matter? Does the token even matter as a a vote? If Gary's just going to say. Or, or Gary's people are just going to say, I don't give a shit what you want, <laughs> right? That's a fucking huge problem to me. So and I don't, think, I, I don't think it is a problem. I think that's, everybody should have expected that from the beginning, right? This isn't that project that's a bastion of, of you know, decentralization, right? You don't own the IP, none of that stuff, right? It's, it's, it's different. So can I chime in on this? I've been, yeah. you know, Absolutely. following it a bit. Oh, yes. Yeah, I think people have seen like my, my comments on um, Discord and what have you. Um, so just my, like just looking at the outside perspective, right? Trying to get, you know, an, an unbiased view just on the structure of how it is, right? You know, with the idea that the community, you know, we talk about the community are trying to set some rules, set some guidance for how we should behave and how it should be handled. That where community, it, you know, there's what, 40 active members on, on Discord, 30 to 40, um, a dozen on these calls, sometimes only three or four or five. We're not, like, we're a micro community of forks. The actual, there's 125 of those tokens. So to say that the community has decided is actually just a small part of the members on Discord, but being an active vocal member on Discord in this Zoom was not a requirement for the purchase of, of a token. I'm sure there are people that have bought tokens that have that don't even have a, a Discord account, right? So to say that, you know, the time, like this is the, the rules that we've agreed on and how it should go forward. You can't just propagate that to people that don't want to be part of this group. Okay. Just because we're local on Discord, we're active, that doesn't necessarily propagate. Um, and then there's the... Um, I agree, okay, the, uh, the um, questions are upvoted. That's a nice system sort of that we put together in tandem with, you know, with the, the team because they said, that they noticed, okay, that will be a more efficient way. So upvotes, they'll, they'll ask the questions and he cranks them out. That's not really, that doesn't really have a negative effect on, on people I see, right? So that also is something that the team has agreed on and that we do, but again it's not too many questions and it fits within the mold if it ends up being only those questions that are answered on the discord then people outside of the discord i'm sure will start complaining that hey how come i'm not getting any time this is the only means a group of people have decided to make their own questions via a discord chat which is not you know really has to be part of doesn't really have to be part of the token um then they'll feel upset about it so that's one thing about when we talk about us as the community making rules 
we're just a small mem a small portion of of the token holders okay so that, that that's one aspect then to speak to the point of um the 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 leasing out or gifting of um spaces of uh um spots yeah i i definitely understand like i'm like i know they take our name down for the what is it take our name down for the times that we've spoken so next week they're not going to the next session they're not going to ask the same person they're trying to distribute it now what's happening is the same one token is having each month a different face pops up and they're going by name so every month is a different is a new face and they so that one token is actually getting an unfair amount of question time right and i think we we've, we've noticed that because it's the same people that are gifting that it's a different face all the time um however in my case i i bought it two months ago so this i've only had two sessions maybe someone and so when i went my first session they saw i was a new face they asked me a question right, right off the bat i thought oh wow that that's fortunate which is why i didn't ask anything on the second one but i felt fortunate for that but how would i have felt if the person the token holder who had sold it to me had asked a question the month before and then i've just bought it without knowing the situation there's no formal documentation and then come in and they said ah oh, actually that token has already been has already had a question asked it's a question has been redeemed like well that's not how it operates so i would have felt upset um and that if you extend it to slightly larger people gifting it well what if they if to get around that rather than gifting it is just well they sell it and then they sell it back right they or they just transfer it for you know 0.01 like 008 to the next person just so they can technically a sale so they're able to get um uh to to get onto the call and then it goes back right it's it's a similar concept right that's why they just gift it so that that was something i i, I maybe it was Daniel i don't remember who brought that one to my attention because i felt it was a bit unfair as well that the gifted people would seem to have a lot of time um so yeah but looking at it from the outside perspective i see that these are the challenges with if we try to make rules about it amongst the community i think and this might my, my overall solution and approach is we don't make the rules the community doesn't make the rules us as a group don't make the rules it is we can suggest and say what we're happy with what we're not happy with we need to be vocal to the people who do make the rules and that is you know Gary and, and Dave and the team and they need to come up with a solution they can listen to some of our ideas but they have a overall picture of all 125 holders what the general theme and expectations are how they want it to run and they need to find the balance and i think it's up to them to decide and enforce these rules and these policies that they see fit not we can only suggest and give an idea but i i have zero expectation that what our small group feels is best they're going to say yep that's fine and sorry everyone else all other 80 85 less vocal non discord active um users token holders uh you have to follow what these people say or these recommendations uh i i, I can't see that happening that's my my rant look i i mean i mean i i feel i feel like the tokens already been devalued because it's been retired right and so it's it's like oh well, we're not doing the thing that we said we were going to do with this token when you first bought it that's the first part right and so 
And so now, and so now, now does the token become, well, it's, it's uh, a call with Gary that gets recorded. That's gonna, that you're going to be able to see right after, right after it's done, uh, you could, you could be on it live and have the opportunity to, to maybe say something and the people that are doing this all the time and that are in the discord and that are the holders, like they're going to have to take a, they're going to take a back seat because they're not the new face. Like where, where does, where is, where does that make the token? That Gary doing his best to provide value to us as holders, like to provide value to the token and, and value for us as holders. Like, I think that right. goes against everything he's been trying to do, you know? That is exactly what needs to be presented to the team, that opinion and that idea, because you know, I think you're right. It is definitely um, a a concern point, right? And I, I did, these are very valid. And that's, I think, yeah, we need to express them. I think just discussing amongst ourselves, no, they won't really be progressed because we don't have control. We don't have the say. No, 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 we don't have a say. We don't make the decisions. They make the decisions. They can't make the decision unless we're clearly communicating that to them. And right now, I am, I see there's a lot of chatter amongst us in the group and maybe someone through it sometimes, but I think it needs to be more formally presented like, hey, this, this is what we think. And even, it doesn't have to be everyone in consensus, but a group that thinks, look, these are some concerns. We need you to kind of address them in some manner, because they, I think they have a more, a better overall picture. But that's I have I think, a perspective the, the on that as forward. well. Yeah, I mean, their, their, their picture is that they're done. They're done with this thing. Gary got on the call and the first thing he said was, I'm here because I'm contractually obligated on the blockchain to be here. He doesn't fucking want to do these things. Like, like he, that, I thought that was a pretty clear statement when he got on, you know? Yeah, but is he I saying that with about that? And yeah, and also you're saying no for the other person. And even guys, like you, you've already said that they don't want to be here. They're not going to do anything about it. So you're not going to take it up to them. The, the power, like you've already rejected your request on their behalf. So nothing's going to happen. And I don't think that's a reasonable approach. Something I want to bring up guys, I've heard this said a lot and there is a big difference between etiquette and rules, right? Any group of people operates much better when there is a set procedure in place, right? You drive on the right-hand side of the road. Whether you believe in personal freedoms or not, it makes everything run smoother if everybody just drives on one side of the road, right? We can all agree. It doesn't necessarily have to be a law for it to just be a good idea that we all practice, right? So what I wanna do is like in our continuing conversations, highlight the difference between requesting that we as a group adopt a similar strategy and separate that from saying we're going to implement laws in our group because that leads to the conversation of, oh, you can't enforce, you can't enforce. We're not even talking about enforcement. Before enforcement even happens, there has to be adoption. So we as a group, what I think would be really helpful is if we stop leading into that part of the conversation and just talk about what we think would be good practices to adopt 
and then urge for adoption before we start to say, oh, you can't, oh, you can't, oh, you can't because of this. Let's just, let's just start there. And two, leading into that same premise, Emil, you brought up a good point, is we don't control Gary, we don't control the team, but we influence the team. The fact that we have upvoted questions in the first place is proof to that, right? So then you think, okay, Gary and the team, obviously they want to respond to us as a group to help us get the most out of this. It doesn't help them if we're in here disgruntled and complaining. That only contaminates the community. I think we can all agree that that's not what they want and they're gonna do what they have to to, to a, at least you know please us enough that the complaints go away, right? So how are they going to speak to the, there's not 125 holders, 125 tokens, let's say 100 holders, right? How are they going to listen to the voice of the 100 holders when only 40 of us are on Discord and only maybe 15 at best at a time are having a conversation on Discord? We are clearly the number one spot for them to get a sense of a finger on the pulse of our group. Even the people that we beg to fill out the forms online to give us their email and their Instagram and these other things so that we can reach them in other places, they still choose to, you know, be completely off the grid, right? We can't not push policies that we think or procedures that we think make sense because we're not the group of those you know, with those other 75 people who want nothing to do with actually being an activist. I'm not for taking away their rights whatsoever. But at the same time, if they're not active in the community, they kind of forfeit their own, I don't say input, not rights, Absolutely. but they forfeit their own inputs to the situation. Absolutely. So why don't we, as a group, do what Emil's talking about? Yep put together a set of procedures that we think is fair and is just and present it to the team and then continue to amend the way that we operate. And then again, just like Emil said, if those other 75 people who are not on the discord begin to voice that this is unfair to them because they're not on the discord. Awesome. Thank you for actually showing up and talking. Thanks for being here. Now, yeah. <laughs> now we can adjust to your needs first, right? So, can we all agree on that, at least the most part? That's, that's, I think that's a great way to move forward. Like, uh, I think so, yeah, it needs to be well thought out amongst you know, a certain group, and then that gets presented to the team, and they decide how to move forward with it. I think that's what needs to happen. What seems like, and the reason I it's say It's the that only is, way, right? That the, the louder voices in the group will always step, you know, toe the line, and, and that's why we're having this conversation in the first place. Yeah. Right. Like. Yep. Yeah. I mean, we'll see what works and 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 adjust. But there's like, is so, so yes, I, I think definitely that's overall, um, is fine. But you know, it's like some some perspectives, I think that I take like that. You know, there's general etiquette and what have you. Um, but. What, what I feel is going to be some feedback from the team, right? Like just an example is, you know, people say, look, don't, don't fanboy, right? Don't fanboy or fangirl. We've got a short amount of time. And so get your question ready and do that. And that makes sense. But, you know, I, I feel the team will turn around and say, 
look well some people bought this token just because they want their little minute on to speak with gary they want the access to gary and they just want to say how grateful they are and how thankful they are and they love everything he's done and he's changed their life and that's it and there are people with the facetimes that, that the facetime flies that i've seen on some um instagram shots that that's that's all they say i don't have a question i just want to tell you how much i appreciate you and that so that's also you know th and they had the right they bought the token with that and so i feel that the team will look at what we said what were suggestions we've come up with and i wouldn't be surprised if they come back with the perspective that is different to what we've built within within that within our group so you know the chance of us being 100 right is of well, the chance of every one of our ideas being completely correct is definitely not 100 percent um so there's got to be something yeah. wrong in there than what we're thinking but that's, yeah let's dive yeah. into that so something that i think is really important it's been brought up a couple of times it's not that a person has or doesn't have the right to fangirl like some people i mean it's been said here too monica even said the same thing like if you were a lot of the time and that's all you wanted to do was just talk to gary and be a fan awesome it's your right the problem that we run into is not that the problem we run into is it's someone that's going to ask a question that has a uh, a precursor to the question that's a five minute fangirl and then they ask the question and it goes for another five minutes it's a matter of how they're using that time right yeah so if a, if a person wants to jump in and fangirl, do that. If you want to jump in and ask a question, just do that. That's what's respectful to the group. Yeah, I, mean, I, th I think I think that could I think that could get solved real easily by the person who has the question presenting the question to Daniel, like the initial question, and Daniel can give them thirty seconds or a minute to fangirl if they want to, right? And then like you know he's like, okay, well. You know, like like they could have some kind of cutoff, right? Like it could be more of a cadence kind of thing where, you know, you see them getting on a roll, and then Daniel's like, "Well, I, well." Oh. So, by the way, Gary, uh, you know, whatever's question for you is X Y Z, right? So, like, so when we want to, like, you know, I, I have the same problem with with my my wife right now is complaining about my kid's school bag is too heavy, and they have too many books, and she wants to complain to the teachers they got the ipad with a big fat case and it's an extra kilogram it's like two and a half pounds just for the ipad which they don't use every day right? and it's like eight years old with this big bag and i said look you got to measure it and provide the stats what's going on and is what is heavy what's not right what are you going to complain about you need stats so we you know we say look people are doing this people are you know fanboying fangirling and taking a lot of time to speak okay how long is it really is it because in the 60 minutes that we've got okay how many questions get asked and how much is question time and have we broken down okay this is how much time gary's talking this is how much time um people are asking questions and then this is how much um has been uh boy time or fangirl time and is that really excessive when you listen to what it sounds like a lot and it feels like it's a drag but if it's only 20 or 30 seconds or 50 60 seconds and relative to other people asking more serious questions that still take time if they're only going over like 30 seconds right. extra not, like at the, what are the actual stats yeah like so i know we talk about it because we feel oh that, that's it but let, okay let, let's if it really is that that much of a concern let's go back and look at the data 
let's measure the time and then we can identify oh, really, is it a problem or not yeah i think i think the big i think the biggest concern with all this sorry? stuff is is oh i'm sorry i think the biggest concern with all this stuff is fucking up the vibe that that we have as people that are kind of like focused on this doing this like uh you know in these things with gary like like if you, if you saw that call like you know if you kind of noticed there was a there was a i thought there was a really nice vibe going on that call right and and i think i think that's something that that builds over time and and again i think that's something that unites us all to each other and then to gary which is a lot of our which has been a lot of our goals i'm pretty sure is a lot of our goals when we bought the token to have you know have some kind of uh to be some kind of familiar to Gary, to be some kind of familiar to each other, to his organization, right? And and I think I think the access here give it, it should give us access. It, I don't know if it should give. Well, I, I actually I don't know if it should give us access or it just should give us the the opportunity to be on a call to here with Gary. And maybe that's why they're retiring it because there's there's a little bit too much confusion around that. But like. Also, I think they're probably retiring it because it's not a uh, it's not a character like it's not a character trait token hangout hawk like it's not like a boys hug right there's not like um, uh, it, you can't do like ongoing IP about the benefits of patient or empathy or all those other things that's probably the main reason for that retiring because you can't there's nothing to that's embedded it's not a, not a personal <laughs> attribute. Yeah, it, well, yeah, I, I, I think, I think, I think, per, I think personal connection with other people when you talk about hanging out is, is something they could have played off of real easy. Like, you know, people isolate Agreed. themselves, and just, you know, like they go through all these different things, like by isolating. But I, I think, I, so I don't, I don't know that I, that I agree with that. I, I think that, I think the whole access thing has to do with Gary's time and him, you know, not wanting, not wanting to, or, or not having the bandwidth or whatever, right. To put that time out in, in, in perpetuity right but but yeah. yeah and it's the same with the other access tokens too so if you lump us all into one category you're not going to have a basketball butterfly or a bubble hockey whatever right. it that, is right so he's doing he's doing away with access to himself probably for himself to because he's i can't dude i can't imagine what that dude does in a day like you know like so <laughs> so i get it like i i got i'm not i'm not mad at it but like but like i want to make sure that that you know, we, like we're still getting that value out of this token, right? So, it's important. Like, and that value even... of this, that that value of this time that you're talking about too, there, and that's what's so critical to me. Uh, when I talk about being prepared for these questions, if you look at just the value, like just the cost of a keynote or one of these yeah. access tokens, it's five thousand bucks a minute. A like minute. for someone, a minute. Yeah. For, for someone to not prepare for 30 seconds to get on is, I mean, it's, yeah, I don't think it's very plus, but like, dude, come on. Like, this is like having, this is like having real time. If you were to pay a consultant, like an attorney, 5,000 bucks a minute, you better bet you're going to count every word you say. Absolutely. So why is it different with Gary? Right. And, right. Why is it different? And well, why is it different for us to, to not have some rules? around like something that's you know really like just financially expensive right like why wouldn't we as the people that are the ones who invested in this token day one invested in this token whenever 
are invested in this token, why wouldn't it be for us to, you know, kind of kind of sort through how the time gets spent on our calls, right? Like, and and if someone and look for the other eighty people or whoever aren't on aren't active in the Discord, aren't active on these things, like I look at them the same way as people that don't vote, right? It's not like you didn't have the opportunity. It's not like you. It's not like you don't have the opportunity. It's just that you choose to be to be a passive participant. That's fine too. Just understand that the people that have a, the people that want to have a voice and want to be active and and want to want to maximize this experience are going to be the ones that are going to be vocal and they're going to be the ones that set the tone and set the the guidelines that you're going to have to follow because you want to be passive. That's your choice. Like, and the consequence of your choice is 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 whatever we come up with because your choice is to back away. It's not that you don't have the right. It's not that you can't. It's that you choose not to. Right? All right, so I, 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 wanna, I wanna jump off, guys. Um, keep talking with, talking with everyone. Uh, I think with the reveal, he's gonna be maybe in a few hours. I think the time is gonna be uncertain. He's gonna do the reveal at a undisclosed, like a, not like just randomly. Um, it's like with this given like a four hour window and sometime within that time frame. Um, it's going to be done. So I think it's hard to do like a, a Zoom get together, like I put in the Discord, like for a reveal party. Um, if anyone's in the chat when that happens, great. Happy to jump on and chat and work through the reveals, but I think it's going to be a bit difficult to time. But good luck. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I appreciate everybody's input on uh, all this stuff today. Thanks, Emil. Yeah, thanks, dude. I, I mean, you know, so Matt, like maybe, maybe you want to start a document or something like, or, or maybe we get Darby or Laura or, you know, somewhere, I don't know, whoever, I think, I th I feel like, I feel like Darby and Laura are really the ones that like gets those documents together the best, you know? So like, maybe yeah, they have a certain administrative prowess that, uh, <laughs> yeah. that I don't have. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know, but like I think I think we should get something going, man, because this this is important. This is bother this bothered me a lot. Like, I I I I feel I feel somewhat helpless, right, with with something that I thought was going to be empowering, and, and and it's starting to make me feel helpless because they decided to retire it. Now it's like they they decided to you know let people just come on and take time when when we had. We had all we the people that are that are active in the community agreed to have you, you know, do your thing. Like that that really that really bugs me, man. And I and I don't want to come off like an asshole to them either because I am grateful for the opportunity, which is why I, I didn't fucking type a ton of shit in the Discord about my opinion. But like on this call, like that's how I feel. Like I'm I'm upset about this. This is this is something I think we need to really, you know, kind of take care of. You bring up a good point too and that's why i went silent on discord for a couple of days it's like you know on the one hand we have to be grateful for this opportunity because i mean like you said gary's given us what he's contractually required to give us and that's, it. that's all anybody owes us and for that awesome expectation set but on the other end anything in life is what you make it if you want it to be great you have to do the things to make it be great want to sit back and let it be bad and just say oh well it's out of my control then you're going to get a poor product in life it's just a fact 
I am not here personally to let any of this opportunity, not with you guys, not with Gary, not with Hawk, go to waste. That's been my mission from the moment that I set foot here was to get the most out of this humanly possible. Not everybody's that way and that's fine, but that's exactly what I'm gonna do with it. And we have a responsibility in this group to do exactly what we have to do to make ourselves the most happy with what we've done here. It's not being an asshole to say that these things aren't working correctly. Right. It's being an asshole to not say they're working correctly and to hold a grudge and to pull out your yeah. community and not be Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. do, do spiteful shit, like all that stuff. That's that's being an asshole, yeah. right? But like, oh no, this isn't working. Like we need to fix this. And we and a lot of us agree it's not working. Yeah. Exactly. Civil discourse. That's that's how that's how civilization is formed. I think that's exactly what we're doing here. It's how we voice these issues that makes the difference between complaining or or uh, recreating building, right? And I don't think anybody here is just whining about what's going on. I think what we're doing is talking about the things that aren't working right, closing some possible fixes for it, talking about inclusivity at a very high level, and then putting a plan together to talk to the team, the admins about it. They shoot it down, they shoot it down, but I, I think what we're doing here is correct. I agree. Uh, and and so Ro Robert said here, he said um, uh, that he sees the hangout that that Gary said on one of the calls. He sees hangouts more hangout hawks like more of a startup, and I and I think he he elaborated more on that. And he said that you know it would probably turn into a business after it was retired, like where where the token would be shares of the business. Like I I remember him saying something like that, and and so and so again, right? That's even more for me. Like like you're gonna we're gonna be in business with Gary for holding this token. You know, I want to I want to spend that time vibing with them. I want to spend that time building some kind of like like uh, connection or some kind of like you know something where where there's a familiarity. Like I want to know my business partner. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like fuck, dude. Like like not only that, but when you look at it from a business perspective, to your point, in setting the tone for how we handle these meetings no different than setting the tone for how a company handles board absolutely or absolutely. or management or the c-suite and all these things like it's just a matter of being organized as a group the better we do that the more stuff we unlock for the future who's going to want to get into business with people who are so disorganized and chaotic they can't they can't voice three or four you know, criticisms of right. process and make traction on. I wouldn't want to be in business with those people. Right. You're just annoyed all the time. It's like, yeah. The worst business partners ever. Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, Robert, uh, what do you uh, think? Yes, uh, a quick question. Uh, did this discussion uh, have been um, up with um, the people that uh, guest the, the access? Because on my, on my hand, what I'm thinking, uh, it's like, uh, before talking to the team, it's better to talk uh, between us. Yeah. You know, like uh, dedicate, um, like uh, maybe uh, the next uh, Tuesday or next uh, Thursday, um, only about this topic and to discuss about it. I, I believe it's it's, uh, it's a good option uh, as well. Yes, the 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 gifting the visitor pass is a whole separate conversation that needs to be had. Yeah, this number back. 
guys, I appreciate all of you. I got to find you out here and check out the hotel right now. It's been a yeah, pleasure. I, I'll catch you on the next yeah. All right, man. Thank you so much. I got to go to um, my, my shit's all ringing. So um, I'm sorry. But let's let's keep this going. Let's get this document going. Let's let's try to, you know, maybe do something here. All right. All right. Thanks, guys. I'll see you later. I personally am so grateful for you listening to this episode of The Hawk Flock. If anything resonated with you, please leave a comment and let us know. We'd love to spread the useful parts of this video to help as many as possible. And if you'd be so kind to like and subscribe on all the channels you are hearing this or watching this on, I'll say thank you again. For real. From one hawk to another. Kah.